0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear hotline. we to get to where the Giants go next after firing Joe Judge. But there's also a coaching search, of course, happening in Chicago. The Bears interviewed former Eagles coach Doug Peterson on Wednesday. But this was uh, much more interesting. Here's Paul Feinbaum on our show on the pressure on Ryan Day next season. Listen to the end.
1: There's a little bit of pressure on him. I'm, I'm not going to go all in on Ryan Day because I think he really has done a phenomenal job. He's He's been in the playoffs twice. He won He's won a Rose Bowl. Uh, I, I think as, as long as he gets back to the Big Ten championship game, gets through Michigan, and makes a run at the playoff, he'll, he'll be okay for the time being. But I, I also think Ryan Day is someone that the NFL covets. So uh, that's a story I'm watching pretty closely as well.
0: That'd so that would be interesting. Was, yep. hmm. That was Feinbaum yesterday, of course. And this was David Kaplan from ESPN 1000 in Chicago on November 22nd. Listen. There is no amount. If you determine that's the guy. Go get him. He coached
2: Justin. He knows how to be a head coach. He's been an assistant in the NFL as a quarterback's coach with two different franchises. And all, by all accounts, people I know who know
0: him, hell of a good dude. So he fits everything. Oh, and he's controlled the locker room. So, yeah, that's for me, that's the guy. So, I do
3: have to ask, though, so because Cap was on our show a couple of weeks ago and said that he didn't want a coach with no head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. And that I understand it's similar to Cliff Kingsborough and Calum Murray to a degree about what that could be with, with Ryan Day and Justin yes, head Fields. He has coaching experience. Well, just not on the professional level. Yeah. What,
1: what right. Cap said was he didn't want the flavor of the month coordinator who's never been a head coach like a right. Brian so, Day. So just Ryan just Day has example. been.
0: And by the way, Ryan Day followed, had a tough act to follow and did it very well. Who would you rather have if you're the Bears, Ryan
2: Day or Jim Harbaugh, as head coach, Key? I'd probably – there's a number of – okay, so now I'm going to educate you a little – you guys educate you a little bit on building a staff. So I would rather probably have Jim Harbaugh Mm -hmm. um, because, one, it's extremely hard to build an NFL staff. Mm -hmm. College staffs are totally different than NFL staffs. And what happens is college coaches that make the jump to the NFL that does not have – extensive NFL ties. It's very difficult to assemble your staff because you say, I want Max Kellerman. He's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, you're under contract. Now, I got to figure out how to get you away from the Jaguars as something. You're uh, saying the difference between assembling a staff in the
0: pros and in college is that the pro staff support people have
2: contracts. You're, you're under contract. It's a whole thing. You're under contract. So if you are with the Detroit Lions, and I want you as my pass game coordinator, but you are their past game coordinator, but I really want you, and you got two years left on your deal, it's hard to get you. So now I'm trying to assemble my staff. I don't have all the connections that a Jim Harbaugh already has. Who am I going to get? Who's the best offensive line coach? Because that's the first coach you need to hire. Outside, in the NFL. In the NFL, outside the strength coach. Now you need to go and get your offensive line coach. Well, Where's my offensive line coach? I've only coached with this guy in college. I don't necessarily know the NFL guy. Well, somebody's telling me to go hire this guy. Well, is that the right guy for what I want to do? Is that the right coordinator for what I want to do? It's very difficult to put a staff together. And that's why when you see coaches typically go from job to job to job, you see the same coaches with them. Because they have relationships, they know them, They know each other. You can't trust everybody. I'm putting my career in your hands as my assistant coach. When you become a first time head coach, look what happened to New York Giants and Joe Judge. So He's, in other words, it's he started put- putting staffs together, and them dudes wasn't even getting along. He had to fire the offensive line coach in the middle of the season because the offensive line coach came with Jason Garrett from the Dallas Cowboys, but that there was no relationship there. So
0: so and Mark Colombo, it's, it's hard to put the band back together when they never was a band in the first place, so, right? They're so, just learning each other. So
2: when you go back and you think about the hoops, what did Phil Jackson do? He brought Clem with him and Tex and everybody. Mm-hmm. When he went back to coach, Bill Parcells. When Bill was in television and he left to come back to New England, what did he do? He went and got Romeo Cornell. Yeah. And he went and got uh, uh, Bill Belichick. He went and got his guys. When he left from the uh, Patriots, he came to the Jets. What did he do? He got as many of his guys as he needed. When he went to the Dallas Cowboys, he got as many as his guys that were not under contract. So oh, even if
0: Harbaugh never beats Ryan Day ever in college. He's still a better head in my opinion. coaching prospect at this moment for in, his squad. In, in my opinion.
3: Well, because he has better experience at putting together the staff. But you could also make the argument there is something about familiarity, right? Like we saw that this year with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And I'm not saying that on the field translates to being head coach, but – just I wonder how much Justin Fields can grow and blossom due to the fact that if you bring in a coach who understands who he is and how he's operated and has watched him groan and they can implement an offensive scheme that can be something that is familiar to Justin Fields, there's something to be said about that.
2: Mm-hmm. And you think about Harbaugh, though. He had Kaepernick that took him to the Super I Bowl. With the same skill set to a degree as Justin Fields. Fair. And go back to my point about knowing somebody, what happened in Carolina when Matt Rule left Baylor – to come to the Carolina Panthers, he wouldn't got Joe Brady. There was no first pre-existing yeah. relationship, and guess what he did? That's fair. Yeah, sent him packing. So you,
0: it's right at it's the a time. It was like, difficult. oh, they got Joe Brady. Here it, we go. It, right like, a it
3: also, difficult. doesn't mean no, that Jim Harbaugh is going to knock it out of the park in his first try too. Now, like, just because you have more experience doesn't mean you're always going to bring in the right staff.
2: Typically, that's true, but when you know who to go get, get. percentages you're going are to on get, the side you're going to get that dude who's who's been in the league for 35 years coaching the offensive line you're going to go find that dude versus a guy coming from somewhere who's young it's just that's just the way it yeah. is now I'm with you on coach that. day has coached in the NFL but he's been in college for so long i don't really know the relationships mm-hmm. that he has in the NFL which is extremely important to build you look at chip kelly when he came from oregon He essentially put most of his staff was college guys in a very small few of NFL guys. It was kind of like, well, that ain't going to work. Now he's back in
0: college. Um, I'm I'm reminded of like a lot of times you could have a guy like, I'm thinking about baseball. There was a pitching coach called Leo Mazzoni in the 90s Mm -hmm. with the Braves, right? Yep, with the Braves. Mm -hmm. Everyone he touched had a career year with him, then went out as a free agent. But everyone he touched is like, oh, my God. Why doesn't someone just say, I'll put a zero at the end of your contract. Come with us. But the Braves had a whole philosophy from the minor leagues on. We're going to, you know, our guys are going to throw this many. You know, we believe in throwing more to strengthen your arms. A whole different philosophy from another club. But I think of about a guy like Jeff Stoutland with the Eagles. Mm. That's offensive line performs, right? So I imagine someone like Ryan Day, well, can we go get a Jeff Stoutland? But what you're saying is it's not as easy as that. They
2: got contracts. And you, they may have different philosophies and the whole thing. Different philosophies, different contracts. If, I'm, if I want to run a, a a zone scheme and you don't want me to run the zone scheme and you want to run something else, a man scheme, then we don't even have the same philosophies.
0: Mm. Keyshawn J. Will Max, presented by Progressive Insurance with more than 30 unique coverage options available Progressive knows small business. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. So, how many teams are actually Super Bowl contenders? I don't, not, not, well, they can compete. I'm talking about they got a chance to actually win the Super Bowl. We'll tell you next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN 2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the
4: podcast.
0: Must be 21 plus in present select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So 14 playoff teams. I'll tell you how many of them are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Not all oh, they can compete. That they can win it. Evan, take it away.
1: All right. So we all agree: Packers, Titans, are the top two seeds. They're real, right? We can skip those two and move on. Yeah, they're real. Yeah, they're real. Yeah. All right, all right we'll let's go. go wait, wait. Packers and Titans? Yeah, the two one seeds. Do you believe that they are real Super Bowl contenders? Just lump them together. Just, just have to find. I have to, I have to say back. yes to the Titans, it, but I'm Max. on the fence. No, no, go this ahead. is Max Kelly. I'm Wait, on the fence. No, on the no, Titans. no,
0: Max, go ahead. Why are you on the fence about the Titans? Well, it comes down to I think we're in a new era where quarterbacks is you can't Trent Dilfer. That era is not. You need to have a dynamic quarterback. I don't know if Tannehill is that guy. But what are your dynamic quarterback? What is it that he needs to do? Max? He needs to be able to make a couple special plays. In a game that
2: a normal quarterback can't. And Ryan Tannehill can make a couple special plays. Maybe. Both with his legs as well as with his arm when you have a healthy Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I certainly think they are major contenders with the number one seed. Remember, Derrick Henry's coming back. Mm -hmm.
3: Why do you always do that voice when this music comes on? Like you go into analyst mode. Do you ever Mm -hmm. notice that? No. It's like you, yeah, he does, you start our pop, pop, pop,
1: Code
2: bop, switching. Yeah, Everyone yeah. does yeah, it.
1: Yeah, he he's like trying to be Tom Jackson. He yeah. hears the primetime music and he goes into Tom Jackson. Yeah. So Did let's you th- just
2: say what. Let's get past it's, the only reason why you no, the hold a a on, man, Pinky, no. a,
1: I had it's only
2: reason why to you on the damn show to beginning in our producer is because of your dad. Jeez, is that real or not real? Evan, is that real or not real? Max, don't say code switching. Not
3: real. Don't say code switching, Max.
2: Why is that? There's a negative kind of oh, yeah, that's, yeah, well, be careful. I'm trying to be Tom Jackson. The hell with
1: you? Move on. Not trying to be. You're. Never mind. Bucks. <laughs> Tom Brady from. <laughs> He's so
2: stupid, man. Of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are real. The problem that. Uh, contenders. The problem that you're going to have with Tampa Bay is different than last year. They're going to run up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay if they make it in advance to the NFC Championship game. And they don't have the weapons at their disposal. Now you got to think if if Leonard Fournette is healthy, there's no A.B. There's no Chris Godwin, an aging Gronkowski. So things are a little bit different, a banged-up defense. But they are still contenders because of number 12.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to. You have Tom Brady. You have a guy that's in the MVP conversation. I'm still going to choose Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady right now. (laughs) But the fact that – He's played this way. Without Chris Godwin, even without A.B., they still have weapons. They're
0: still going to be in the conversation. And they're a very deep team. Like, he he no longer has an unfair advantage team. He now has a, hey, they're just another really good team. But see, Tom Brady, who can't run around like Aaron Rodgers and do certain things, but the difference between him and Tannehill for me, Tannehill maybe under pressure can make those two or three plays, but we haven't seen it yet. Tom Brady has done that more than anyone who's ever lived. Of course, they're real.
1: Can't do Tom Brady without Bill Belichick. Patriots, real or not real. Super Bowl contender.
2: I, I hate to say it. They're not Super Bowl contenders because of the quarterback. I don't think that they can advance the way that they need to because they have a young quarterback that has a, is on a team that is in the playoffs. They're not in the playoffs because of the quarterback. They're in the playoffs because they ran the ball well, they played defense at a level that was lights out, and they they hit pay dirt on a lot of their free agents. That's why they're in the playoffs.
3: Damn, man, it was like six weeks ago. Everybody was like, oh, this is a team that could win the Super Bowl. And now everybody's like, oh, we're not really sure. I, I don't think they're real. And, Key, we talked about this yesterday. You may mention – That Bill Belichick won't put Mac Jones in those situations where it's third and 15, right? It's going to be more third and four, third and six, those type of scenarios. I still think you need a quarterback who has experience, who can make big plays when you are third and 15. And I don't see Mac Jones being that guy.
0: I never thought that the Patriots were real simply because they have a rookie quarterback. I do think Mac Jones strikes me as a type of guy who will be able to make a couple of key throws. He is still a rookie. And eventually a rookie quarterback will win the Super Bowl. But at this moment, no rookie has ever even been to the Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. I don't think it starts this year.
1: All right, how about the Bills in that division? That's the matchup we're going to get week one. uh, Week one, Super Wild Card weekend. Bills, Super Bowl contender, real or not real?
2: I think it is real. I think they could potentially be Super Bowl contenders. Uh, They take care of business at home against the New England Patriots. Josh Allen's got to have a great performance. He struggled in the cold Since he's been in the NFL, you would think a big body, strong guy, Brandon being drafted out of Wyoming, a cold weather place. They felt like this would be perfect for him. He's going to face some adversity in the cold this weekend. If he gets out of there and plays pretty lights out and has a good performance, this team certainly could advance.
3: We just played this game. Who is there more pressure on? We said there's more pressure on Josh Allen being at home in the cold weather. Do you know what the Bills do at home in cold weather? This has not been a great year for them. And look, Josh Allen needs to be spectacular, not just with his throwing, but with his feet, since they their running game is really non-existent. So, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Uh, I think they have talent, but I don't think they're there yet.
0: I think it's real. I think it's because of Josh Allen. I think I I don't think of him as like a Justin Herbert or like Rodgers or Mahomes level talent quite. I think of him as the best of the rest type of those guys. But that's still a lot. He's a top 10 quarterback, and he is exactly the kind of guy I'm talking about when I say you need a little more mm. at quarterback. I think he's a little more at quarterback, and given the whole team, it makes them real. You
2: certainly have a, a crush on Justin Herbert, though.
0: No doubt.
1: Yeah, that's okay. No go doubt. back
0: between him and Joe Thorough. Joe Thoreau, Justin Herbert. We're, we're going to enter
2: that era, no doubt.
1: Are the Cardinals real or not real? Super Bowl contender. Key? Key? <laughs>
2: No, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Of course and, not. And, will you let me do this? I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Of course not. <laughs> the reason is, when you think about it, man Of course it, Max, you'd say that. Of course, right? And I got to go on the Arizona show later on the day. But um, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I don't know that DeAndre Hopkins will be able to play Monday mm. night. That takes him out. Right, A.J. Green's had a pretty good, decent season at times. Kyler Murray should be okay. I don't see them beating the Rams. When you have a rookie head coach, not a rookie head coach, a first-time head coach in the playoffs and a first-time quarterback, it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult to get into that next phase in your career. If this team was healthy, I would say
3: they're real. But them not having D-Hop, I think that's such a – Huge miss for them, so I have to go. Not real, I think the Rams will win.
0: It's very unlikely because of what yeah. you just said, Jay. And Key, I, I agree with your analysis, it's unlikely because it's a new, it's a young head coach, a young quarterback. But I have to say, I have to say, they're re- and going on the road as a warm weather domed <laughs> like into the into, whole time, right? It's a Lambo, maybe, right? It's it's crazy, however, I gotta give them a shot because this is not Mac Jones on the Patriots who can't run and is a rookie. <laughs> can't Ky- but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like Kyler Murray has multiple ways to beat you, and he is not a rookie. He's a young quarterback, but he's, he's, a, he's a young veteran quarterback at this point. They have a chance because of the dude, Kyler Murray. Three times on the road, though, Mac. It's yeah, unlikely, a, yeah. but I can't count them out. I give him a chance. You're saying I-
3: Mac Jones can't run?
0: <laughs> he could throw, though. How would you break down his walk? <laughs> <laughs> well- he, could, he could throw it, though. Mac, yeah, Mac can Jones it. can sling it. He yeah. throw it.
1: How about the other team in that game? Are the Rams real or not real, Key? Uh-oh. I think the Rams
2: are contenders. It's up to Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, though. And, and the problem that they're going to have now is their secondary is somewhat depleted. They just signed Eric uh, Waddle from the streets. he They just got him to come in and give them a lift at the secondary spot. So – they, I guess they are contenders. I think they are. I'm gonna say that they are. Real
0: or not real, Jay?
2: I see Keys on the fence about it. He he wants
3: to believe Where in it. Where are him, you? But he really, I, I don't. I don't believe in it. I don't. And I, I hear what Keys saying about their secondary. But there's when I watch Matthew Stafford, and I want to see Matthew Stafford win. I do. But just throwing eight picks in your last four games, man. There's something that just I don't. That pressure is palpable. I can feel all the way here in New York and the games in L.A.
0: I suspect you're right, Jay, about Matt Stafford. But I don't I, – I'm going to say real because I need to see it now from him. I've seen enough good stuff from him throughout his career that now that he's in this situation, I suspect you're probably right, Ke- uh, sorry, Jay, I suspect you're probably right, but now I want to
2: see, see I, it. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see it. Yeah, I think they are, though, man. I think I think Matthew Stafford, uh, what they have on the offensive side, Cooper Cup, they can run the football here and there. Uh the, the, the secondary outside of Jalen Ramsey I'm a little concerned. Mm-hmm. I said Eric Waddle, I meant Eric Weddle. Weddle yes. Um when you when you look at it, they got Aaron Donald, okay? They got Von Miller. Mm-hmm. So that there in itself could lift you and put you in a position to be major contenders. Mm-hmm.
1: How about the Cowboys? Talked about the pressure on them. Are they real or not real, Key?
2: They are real. It's a real football team with a lot of pressure on them, though. They've got to deliver. They've got to go to the well. They've got a great running game, solid offensive line, when healthy, phenomenal wide receivers, defensive side of the ball. When you have Gregory and Lawrence and Michael Parsons, that creates a lot of pressure for you. The only problem that they're going to face with the San Francisco 49ers is will the 49ers allow that defensive front to get after Jimmy Garoppolo, or will they be – De- uh, uh, deceitful in terms of their scheme with the eyes uh, uh, running plays like uh, fly sweeps where now all of a sudden you freezing the defensive ends and the linebackers where they're now paying attention to what is happening with Jimmy Garoppolo and not really paying attention to where the football is because they're pinning their ears back try to go get the quarterback. That's the only problem that I have. I don't see where Shanahan is going to put Jimmy Garoppolo in a position to have those guys going tee off on him.
3: I, I want to say they're real guys, but there's there's also something about this team, man. They're 6-0 when they beat up on the NFC East, and I, I hear that. But outside that, when they play against the bigger boys, the bigger competition, they're 6-5. and So they've shown that ability to win some of those games, but they struggle, and I just don't know if I can see them winning four straight.
0: I'm going to say they're real. I think I – think, uh... Uh, uh, Michael Parsons is the reason not only is he a tipping point on that defense like oh you have another difference maker okay now you're a pretty good defense but this dude is the guy I thought Chase Young was going to be he is a game-changing defensive player who can do a lot of things and and that to me was like the missing ingredient in this Cowboys team like another playmaker on the defense and at an elite level I got to say they're real
1: All right, 49ers, real or not real?
2: I think the 49ers are real. They have a, a philosophy that can travel in what they do, and they travel well with it. They can run the football with the best of them. Jimmy G's not – as long as Jimmy G's not turning the football over, they've got a, a hell of a defense with with Armstead and, and, and Bosa coming off the edge. Their secondary is not giving up the goods the way that I thought that they would. I think that this team, is with Shanahan, they have something special going right now. They're a team that you probably don't want to play. That's why I say what I say about them and the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Uh, I don't don't think they're real. I mean, if they get through Dallas, I think they have a long road ahead of them. Look, I, I like Jimmy G a lot. I like their defense. Their offense has been able to show a lot of improvement over the last five games. I still don't know if I see them Super Bowl contender real. I see them making some chaos. I
0: don't know if I see them being a Super Bowl contender. I see all three teams out of the NFC West as real threats. Wow! I think the San Francisco 49ers are real. I think Jimmy G is real. And this time, maybe he hits the the play that Shanahan draws up and the receiver's open. Maybe he hits them like, I'm not convinced Jimmy G can't win a Super Bowl, and this is a pretty good team.
1: All right, how about the Bengals? Are the Bengals real or not real? To
2: be contending in the AFC, I think they're not real. And the same thing for the Arizona Cardinals. I put the Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals in the same sort of column where you got a young head coach, a young quarterback, a young team with little experience in the playoffs. If you had a veteran coach coaching this team, a young quarterback that is playing the way that he's playing as a first time in the playoffs, then I would feel a lot better to say that they would be real contenders.
3: Yeah, I would say not real. As my boy, Fran Fraschilla, used to say for college basketball in the NBA draft, they're a year away from being a year away. Like, I, I, I think this team is so talented. Look, what they've been able to do this year has been tremendous build upon that. If they get bounced out early, that's fine. Uh, they'll be in the conversation
0: for years to come. I'm just like with the Cardinals, I'm with you guys, but I feel that they're real. Just like with the Cardinals, like, you're right. The odds are against them. But the way they've played this year and their defense at times has been actually sneaky good. Even though I know statistically they're not good, but there have been games where they're like, oh, look at that. They're playing some defense. Joe Burrow and these guys, they got a three-headed monster, plus they got depth at the, you know, they have the triplets, plus they have depth at receiver. Joe Burrow could mess around and win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to rule that out, so I got to say they're you real. You got to
2: make those adjustments, man. It's yeah. probably young, two years you away. You a young but, coach. The playoffs are different than the regular season. Right. In a regular season, third and six, we might do this. In the playoffs at third and six, it's yeah. like, what do we do? You're probably right. You're
0: probably right, but I can't rule them out. Like there's some teams like they ain't win the Super Bowl. I can't say like they could shock some people, I think. All right. That was real or not real. Patriots and Bills on Super Wild Card Weekend. That matchup's real. And it's Buffalo in January. So how big a factor will the weather be? It's been a big one so far in that matchup. And for Josh Allen. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. And we are joined now on the Goodyear Hotline by Big Damian Woody. Brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile mm-hmm. on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Morning, D-Wood. Morning, fellas. How you guys doing?
3: Good, man. Doing good, brother.
0: So, um... Let's listen to your former head coach with whom you won two Super Bowls, Bill Belichick, talking about the weather being a factor in Buffalo where it's expected to be single-digit temperatures. We've practiced, uh, you know, in just about everything we could, you know, any type of conditions we could have. So, and played, and played in, you know, quite a few as well. So, there's no way to turn to the temperature down or up or anything else. It, it is what it is out there. And I have a lot of confidence in our players. And I'm more worried about the bills and the weather. I think that the bills are what we have to focus on. And and that's who we have to beat. The weather is the weather. How big a factor do you think the weather is going to be in that
5: game on uh, Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to be much of a fact, to be honest with you. Cold is cold. Hmm. Um, you know, when I play with the Patriots, we always played we always practiced outside in the elements. It didn't matter. Unless it was lightning, we were outside uh, in the elements. And I think y'all, as far as the Bills are concerned, as long as the wind's not gusting, like the first time they played up in Orchard Park, the Bills will be able to do what they do, and it's all going to come down to Josh Allen anyway. You yeah, know, that's, that, wasn't that, was, that, was
0: that wasn't snow or wind. That wasn't snow or cold. That was wind, right, Wood?
5: Right, yeah, it, it was wind. You know, wind affects the passing game. That's not going to be the case up in uh, up in Buffalo, you know, for, for this game. So Josh Allen's going to have his full complement of weapons on the outside. What was the coldest game you ever played in? Oh, man. I played in uh, in 2003 playoffs in a divisional round against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I believe that the temperature was like negative. Maybe it was something like negative six, something like that. It was. You know, it, it, it was cold, man. And I think the wind chill was, like, negative <laughs> 15, something crazy. It was something crazy, bro, to the point where we were on the field talking, you know, us and, and, and Titans players, and we were like, man, we need to hurry and get this damn game over with because this was ridiculous out there.
2: Yeah, it, it can get cold. I, I'm just sitting here listening to y'all talk about the cold and – I'm cold now. I mean, it. because it, it, I think it, <laughs> I, Woody talking about the coldest game, I remember playing in Green Bay. It was minus eight. We didn't even go out for pregame warm-up. It was so damn cold, man. Kept trying to catch the footballs was like catching frozen bricks. And I understand what he says doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, you're an offensive lineman, man. You're going to bull rush. I mean, you're going to bull block. You're going to pass rush. We got to run. And when you're running – when that cold is hitting your face. Oh, your ear. Oh. oh man, it's just different. De- and you're de- about to get tackled out of nowhere well, and gotta... tackling's not the problem. It's standing on the sidelines, waiting to go in, because one of the things like like some of my coaches, they would turn off the, the the uh the heated benches. They would unplug the heated benches because they don't want you sitting down doing the game. Mm-hmm. And that would you would be even more cold. It was like Come on, man, you in these psychological games.
3: What Woody, Woody, <laughs> we Key freezing. out here making it sound like your job wasn't easy.
5: Like, <laughs> Key, I feel like, Key's job was easy compared to you being in the trenches. Well, listen, I'm used to that, that type of stuff from skilled guys. They always, you know, they always got all the shine and the flash and stuff. And, you know, we're always underappreciated, you know, on a team. But we know come postseason, the best teams have what? The best linemen. Mm-hmm. So we know what the deal is. Mm. No yeah, when
2: you when you look at it though, how do you think this this weather when you turn? There's no wind, mm-hmm. but you have to throw the football, and you know these footballs are slick in cold weather. Yeah. How will it affect Josh Allen when he wants to throw the ball?
5: Yeah, listen, I, I would I, you would think that you know Buffalo, you know, be practicing in the elements and get used to that type of stuff. I mean, hell, they they play up in Buffalo. If you're not used to it by now, then something's something's wrong. But, Key, you're absolutely right. When it's cold, when it's really cold, that ball does get slick. So, you know, ball security is going to be priority number one. But the Patriots' defense is going to have to contend with Josh Allen not only in the pocket, but even more so outside the pocket. The dude is just so athletic and make plays at any part of the field. So, that's going to be priority number one for that Patriots' defense.
3: He Wood, You ready for the spicy media question? Here it comes. You know we have to ask it. Out okay. It, out of anyone playing in Super Wild Card Weekend, who has the most pressure on them to get a win? McCarthy, Dak, Stafford, McVay, Josh Allen? Who are you thinking?
5: Me, it's got to be Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. Think about, think about what the Los Angeles Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. They shipped off Jared Goff, first-round pick, to go get Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has compiled a bunch of numbers, but hasn't won jack in the postseason. The Los Angeles Rams have basically pushed all their chips to the middle of the table to win a Super Bowl this year. And it's all on Matthew Stafford's shoulder. Yes, they have other good players on both sides of the ball, but the, make no mistake about it. This thing is about Matthew Stafford. If they get, if they get bounced in Super Wild Card Weekend, that's a disaster for the Los Angeles, not only for Matthew Stafford, but for the Los Angeles Rams organization.
0: That's no doubt. I'm, I'm right with you, big fellow.
2: Yeah, on Monday night, Kyler Murray takes the field, first time appearance in the playoffs, and then he got Matthew Stafford 0 3 in the playoffs. Which quarterback in this particular game on Monday night, one's 0 3 and one's never played, would, he, would you trust most? Key, I'll probably say Matthew Stafford
5: because, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins not, not, uh, not available for Kyler Murray, that's a big blow to that passing game. And we've seen the Arizona Cardinals offensively struggle without DeAndre Hopkins. And we know that Matthew Stafford is, you know, the latter part of the season has, has created a lot. Of, he's thrown a lot of uh, interceptions, created turnovers, which is not good moving forward. But, you know, he does have his full complement of weapons. Obviously, Cam Akers is, is, is back as well at the running back position. So I would lean toward Matthew Stafford because, again, he has all his weapons at his disposal. Oh, I
0: mean, Wood, you're right, and you're right. And think of how much more pressure that adds to Stafford. Hold up. Kyler Murray didn't have his dude, you know, and you had Cam Akers Mm -hmm. back, and you couldn't win in the first Oh, my God, the pressure on Stafford. The great Damian Woody, ladies and gentlemen, two-time Super Bowl champ. Thanks, D. Wood. Appreciate it.
5: All right,
0: appreciate it, guys. All right, all right brother. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, not the only Ben. We're thinking about his future right now, guys. John, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business,
0: you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From New York to L.A. and everywhere in between. From A to Z.
0: Time to go from A to Z here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Mm -hmm. Radio. By the way, we're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What would be the biggest upset of Super Wild Card Weekend? Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at Key, J, and Max. Okay, now we're going A to Z. The Lakers lose to the Kings 125-116. The Aaron Fox dropped 29. Who? Shemezi Metu made a clutch three-pointer with 46.7 seconds remaining, and the Kings ended their longest losing streak of the season with a 125-116 win over the Los Angeles Lakers, who had title aspirations when this season began on Wednesday. LeBron James had 34, now has 410 points in his last 12 games, his most over a 12-game span since the 9 10 season. The Lakers have lost two straight after a four-game win streak. Here is Carmelo Anthony earlier this week on the Lakers still trying to figure each other out.
2: Just from the standpoint of, you know, starting off slow and having new guys on the, on the, on the, on the team, new system, uh, guys trying to figure it out, guys trying to figure out how to play with, uh, you know, LeBron and AD and then now incorporating the Russ uh, and, and just everybody just, you know, figuring out what their role is. What made it beautiful for the bucks was that it was once it came together it came together and, and you've seen you've seen what happened with that well we need to hurry up and figure it out and it needs to hurry up and come together because otherwise it's all for nothing man it's gonna be we're gonna be a laughing stock of the league in a minute
3: yo Russell Westbrook is 0-15 from the three-point line over his last six games man and he knows it too I, I got a crazy stat for you Defenders are averaging their space between him and defenders of 8.3 feet. So people are sitting in the lane while my man's on the three point line saying, Go ahead, shoot it. So, what does that do? That clogs the lane for LeBron James. Look, they they have some real issues they need to figure out around Russ. And I know you're always going to say, Max, you're lying. Don't worry. Russ always figures it out. I'm worried. And I'm going to tell you, Max. I don't know because Russ has never won a championship. So you tell me he's gonna figure it out, but that's never him figuring it out has never led to him winning Leg- a championship. Totally
0: legit what you're saying. What I'm saying is this: when the playoff starts, a separate issue. We'll see. Like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me four times, shame on me. This is the fourth straight year. Just go back to what you were thinking in the first half of four years nope. ago, three years ago, two years ago. He was terrible. Russell Westbrook was a losing player in the first nice. half. In the second half, always with new teammates, field. always with new team, he caught fire. Let him figure it out. I know you're doubling down. I am. I'm tripling this, down.
3: This is not Kansas City's defense. Like You won that argument. I hear you, but this is, this is something <laughs> different. And I'm just, I was, I, Do you think of the Lakers as tough or more soft?
0: They're not tough yet. Okay. They're not tough yet, but give them time. Like, Where's AD? How much time do
3: we need? Well, you know what that because, is. Well, the question was that you got AD because LeBron's <sighs> getting older, and he was going to be that. So, like, there's, there's things that you're starting to say, a, hey, there's
0: history here.
3: We got, We're got a to look of, we
2: got a lot of issues that we need to fix. Westbrook is one of them, and there's more issues other than Westbrook.
0: You think the Suns are a pretty good team? Yeah, I think they're a good I team. I will remind you. That last year, coming off a finals where either LeBron or AD could have been finals MVP because they won the championship, the Lakers were clearly better than the Suns in the playoffs until injury took its toll and they weren't really the Lakers anymore. Yeah. Suns beat them. Otherwise, where,
3: Lakers would have beaten them. Where does this them. team rank defensively? I get it. But I you know. I hear it. But you know why on that team because Alex Caruso, Alex Caruso. That's real. And that's real. And KCP. And KCP. That's, that's real. real. You had two lockdown wing defenders. You don't really have that now.
0: You're right. I can't argue with that. I'm just saying. And I'm some not. would
2: say. And some would say they missing Jason Kidd. Believe it or not. You jumping
0: yeah. ship, Key? Yes or no? On the Lakers, I'm right now? I'm never gonna jump ship. No, but I mean, mad. I don't mean. I don't, mean, I don't mean as a fan. I'm saying, are you giving up? No, never.
2: never. I ain't gonna never do that. Can you imagine a separation of 8.3 feet?
0: Yeah, he's gonna make them pay for that. Westbrook's gonna make him pay for that.
2: You're a professional. You're know, you knocking it, it a- down, though. You give me that space, I'm going to hit it on you.
0: All right. Ben my, Simmons' agent. <laughs> speaking of guys who, can, who people give 8.3 feet to, oh. Ben Simmons' agent met with the 76ers. What a transition. But sides, <laughs> the sides are no clu- closer to a resolution with the NBA trade deadline a month away. Ben Simmons' agent, Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul, met with 76ers president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey. General Manager Elton Brand on Wednesday. Sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Here's Woj on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt.
5: Philadelphia continues to be content
0: to wait. And, you know, their philosophy all along has been, uh, if
5: we get a trade package back that doesn't make us a championship contender, doesn't get us back to that level that we felt we were with with Ben Simmons, we're not doing it. And so I think even with a month left to the deadline, you know, there's a real chance this goes on beyond the deadline.
3: What's oh, going to go on beyond the deadline? Daryl Morey ain't budging here, and I, I don't, I don't know what team. I mean, people throw out there the Chicago Bulls, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't see the Bulls trying to give up Patrick Williams or Kobe White. And is that even enough? Like, you're not going to throw Demar Derozan in that package for Ben Simmons. Like, that's going backwards for the Bulls. Not going forward. Like, are you looking at the team like the Spurs? They have young assets, but I don't know if there's. Daryl Morey going to see those assets as championship contending assets. It goes back to you talk about what's happening with the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. But, you know, then you got you know, a lot of their team is hurt. So I, I don't I think it's going to be a situation where they're going to be stuck.
2: Why, why would the Bulls entertain Ben Simmons? Just people were throwing it out there, you know, put here. him put in a dunker got, spot. They no. got ball. He's there. So what like what do you need? I, I, I could understand. Here's the, would be the logic. Patrick Williams is done for the year. And if he's saying he need championship caliber players back. Right.
0: That's the key. But if they they could – well, because Patrick Williams is a guy who could potentially in his career be a real difference maker. It's very early in his career, still developing, now out for the year with an injury. So if you take him, if that's enough and you could add Kobe White and get back Ben Simmons – very few players are ever going to be as good as Ben Simmons is right now for all his shooting problems. So now the Bulls have Simmons in the dunker spot because it's Lonzo's ball, right? Like he is the point guard. And now Simmons gives you great defense, which you're going to need against Brooklyn and KD. He, you have got a guy to put on someone. He gives you incredible passing, right? And in the dunker spot, you don't have to worry about his lack of shooting as much. I get the logic. I understand the logic of it. Neither one of you do.
3: Not really. No. I mean, I, I don't. Well, I try. I kind of like Austin Rivers said <laughs> the other day. It's like Ben Simmons' career in Philadelphia is over. Yep. And I think one of the things you're happening, like Cleveland was a team that people were talking about. Like, if you're JB Bickerstaff right now, you're Cleveland, you see what position they're in the East. Like, I'm not trying to change up the chemistry of that team for Ben Simmons. It leaves you
2: a lot of questions, man, around the scenario. And and Durham Morley's going to have to get up off his high horse on what he wants back Mm -hmm. at some point. We'll see. At some point. point. The path for
0: the Nets getting Kyrie Irving full-time. That's coming up next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max sticking with you on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 8. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast.